97.1 FM, The Drive presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. They came out strong in 1982 with the release of their first album, Business as Usual. The lead single was an ode to their native Australia, and the references to Vegemite and combis and beer were intended to be funny all while railing against the overdevelopment that was happening in Australia at that time. Down Under by Men at Work was a chart topper worldwide, but its story includes a look at the Australian Aboriginal culture that the band saw being forced out by capitalism, and it involves a surprising lawsuit over a children's song that went on for years. If you like this episode, don't forget to give it a like at the end and hit that subscribe button. When frontman and guitarist Colin Hay founded Men at Work in Melbourne in 1978, there were certainly other Australian bands that had made it big. The Bee Gees, of course, and ACDC and NXS, all among them. Hay himself was originally from Scotland, having emigrated with his family to Melbourne back in the late 60s as a teenager, and formed what was initially a three-piece band with Ron Streichert on bass and Jerry Spicer on drums. Streichert switched to lead guitar with the addition of John Reese on bass, and Greg Ham completed the lineup on sax, keyboards, and the all-important flute. Ham's flute playing gave Minute Work a unique component. It made their poppy, melodic, sing-along pub rock sound stand out, and it would also be the subject of courtroom drama for the band later on. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There was no question that this band were writing hits. By the end of 1980, they were the most popular unsigned band in Australia, and CBS Records scooped them up and signed them to a record deal in 1981, largely on the strength of Down Under, written by Hay and Streichert, and self-released by the band. That song, which was actually released as the second single from their Business as Usual album, after Who Can It Be Now?, takes inspiration from an Australian comedian, Barry Humphreys, who had a character in his arsenal about a beer-drinking, over-the-top Australian who travels to England and has to interact with polite society there. Hay took the idea of this character and sort of lampooned the general idea of Australia moving away from its native roots and into a modern world. He says he wrote the lyrics in response to the plundering of the land down under by corporations looking to westernize its resources. It's a sentiment that often goes unnoticed in casual listening to the song, 
which has such odd lyrics and references, especially if you yourself are not Australian. The song starts like this. Traveling in a fried-out combi on a hippie trail head full of zombie. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. A fried-out combi is a nearly-busted Volkswagen combi van, a favorite of surfer types and counterculture types in the 70s. Now, Melbourne is, of course, a coastal metropolis with no shortage of beaches and the cast of characters that all oceanic cities attract. On the hippie trail, head full of zombie, this traveler was bouncing around from town to town, partaking in what was known as zombie grass, which was a very potent real strain of marijuana in Australia at that time. So in such a hazy state, he meets a lady who gave him breakfast And the song continues with that sing-along chorus. And she said, Do you come from a land down under, where women glow and men plunder? Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover. So the women glow in the land down under, but the men plunder. By using the word plunder, Hay makes that commentary lyrically that he mentioned later in interviews that Australia was being abused by those who wanted to build it up into something that pushed its wild beauty into yesteryear. And on to the next verse, as the traveler in the song continues his trek on the zombie trail. Buying bread from a man in Brussels. He was six foot four and full of muscle. I said, do you speak my language? He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. So... Now he's in Brussels, Belgium, a world away from Australia, buying bread from a guy. And all that way apart from the land down under, when he asks if the guy speaks his language, he is handed a most Australian snack, a Vegemite sandwich. Vegemite is practically an institution in Australia. It's a black yeast spread that is used as a topper on toast And many Australians have grown up eating it every day. So for Vegemite to pop up on the trail all the way over in Belgium is odd. And it speaks to Hay's idea in the song that Australian culture was becoming a little too globalized. And on to the chorus, which this time around goes, I come from a land down under where beer does flow and men chunder. Can't you hear? Can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover. The beer does flow in Australia, which we knew, of course, but until this song, many of us had never heard the term chunder before, which is Australian slang for throwing up. So Hay is saying that in this version of Australia, the beer is flowing a little too excessively, leaning into the comedian Barry Humphrey's swaggering over-the-top Aussie character, that the song was partly based on. And in the final verse of the song, our traveler is clear around the world again, this time in India, lying in a den in Bombay with a slack jaw, not much to say. I said to the man, are you trying to tempt me? Because I come from the land of plenty. So now the zombie trail has led our traveler to an opium den in Bombay who so finding himself in such a place 
says that he's from the land of plenty, the Australia of Hay's memory. The chorus repeats and the song ends, with Ham's flute giving flourish to an already infectious groove. The song was absolutely, undeniably a hit, even if half the world had no idea what the band were singing about. After this single and the Business at Usual album were released in June of 1982 in the U.S., Men at Work were the first Australian artists to have a simultaneous number one album and number one single on the Billboard charts. They won the Grammy Award for Best New Artist in 1983, and the video for Down Under was in constant rotation on MTV. It became an unofficial anthem that year in the land Down Under, when Australia won the America's Cup for the first time ever, an event which caused the Prime Minister to give everybody in the country the day off. So, imagine their surprise when, in 2009, decades after the song was released, they were sued by the music publishing company that owns the rights to the children's song Kookaburra, which is an Australian children's song that is obviously popular in the U.S. as well. The lawsuit claimed that the flute riff in Down Under was a direct copy of the children's song. And in 2010, a judge ruled in favor of the publishing company. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hay and the rest of the band argued and fought against this judgment, but it stood nonetheless. And since the flute part was the cause of the lawsuit, Hay claims that the enormous stress of thinking that their song would go down as a musical copy caused the early death of Greg Ham, who played the flute on their hit, and who died in 2012 at just 58 years old. The official cause was listed as a heart attack. Men at Work released two more albums before breaking up in 1986, and they've sold over 30 million albums in total worldwide. They had an enormous run that yielded five hit singles in a short span of time, clearly a band that caught lightning in a bottle in the early to mid-80s. Colin Hay is currently a member of Ringo Starr's All-Star Band, and he continues to create music as a solo artist, as do the other remaining members of Men at Work. The singer-songwriter Sia, of Chandelier fame, grew up around Hay, who's a close family friend, and she refers to him as Uncle Collie. She has said that her uncle's song, Down Under, is the best representation of Vegemite culture in the pop world. And whether we've ever actually spread Vegemite on toast or not, We'll continue to sing along to this infectious tune with uniquely Australian lyrics. 
a direct love letter to the land down under, heard around the world. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks, as always, to Christian Lane for the music you hear on these podcast episodes. If you like it, give it a thumbs up, write a five-star review, or hit subscribe. And you can watch short video excerpts of all these episodes on the Behind the Song podcast TikTok channel. On the way, much more classic rock and roll.